say, woo Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you've hooked up your faith and you've joined in. Bless God. Ah. Ah. Shout. You know, I was looking up that word, shout. Hallelujah. You know, I was looking up that word, shout, and I'm, I'm not... I, you know, maybe I need to change my confession. You know, here I am, big confession preacher, and, you know, I need to change what I'm saying. <laughs> my eye's not dim. You can sit out, I think. No, I'm no, not sit sure. out. No, I don't care what you okay, do. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, really, I, um, uh, I looked this up. I thought, what does it mean? It means to shout, to utter a sudden loud outcry, usually in joy and triumph or exultation, or to animate soldiers on an onset. I like that word animate you know it's okay if a rock and roll singer's animated we think that's really cool you know and then a Christian person's animated we go what is wrong with him you have to be careful because you can either get God's vision or you can get television (laughs) (laughs) it means a loud burst of voice or voices a vehement or sudden outcry it can be vehement particularly of a what is that do you know that word Um, what's that word right there militant a militant of people. Ex- no. Oh, what is it? A multitude, a multitude of, of people. people expressing joy, triumph, and exultation and courage. Yeah. Glory to God. Oh, it's sometimes intended for derision. We go, woo! And the devil goes, oh man, dear God. Oh, man, oh. Then we make him a nervous wreck. He's going, whoa. So man, now, just, these, these oh, three services. I thought I had him. Listen to them shouting. I, th- I thought I, I got listen. him. I thought I got him on that divorce. I thought I got him with that cancer. I thought I got him with that bill. And we go, glory. And he goes, whoa, whoa. I thought, <laughs> really? Whoa, courage. She Woo! used the word courage. When I woke up this morning really early, I heard these words for this Ooh, service. Hallelujah. For these three services. And I, I'm just going to tell you what I heard. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting in faith. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting in faith. I don't know how courageous you feel, but I do know that when you act in faith, that's where your courage is. That's where it comes from. So don't miss the opportunity, because let me just tell you, you say, I don't understand people. I don't understand how they can, they can act like, you know, they just, they, they just can't, you know, they can't stop shouting or running or whatever. Well, when you realize that something right. from heaven right. has come into your life that you cannot contain, you cannot contain it. The greatness of what has come into your life is so much greater than anything else that's ever touched you. You cannot contain it. Joy is a result of a life that is not, you cannot contain. It overflows with thanksgiving because what you have received is so much greater than what you can contain. So something has to move. No you know matter what I'm what. saying? No matter what. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't contain it this few days. You say, well, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I'm concerned about this or that. Well, listen, I like what Psalms 34 says. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt. Let us, let me read this again. Let us, 
I love this. This is the psalm that that David wrote when he when he uh, uh, was you know a little overwhelmed in some circumstances, and he said, "I'd like to have a little help. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth." This is how it starts out. My life will make its boast in the Lord. You know, you're going to talk about something. He said, well, I'm going to just talk about the Lord. I'm going to boast in him. I'm not going to talk about my weakness. I'm going to talk about his strength. Every time I come to Lois and start talking about something, she goes, I don't want to hear it. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. In other words, you choosing to praise God is going to affect somebody else. So you think it's just about you, Bubba, but it's not. You're going to help somebody else. And then he says, Don't be selfish. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Ensemble. So what we're going to do these few services is we're just going to magnify the Lord, exalt, like they did in Acts chapter 4 when they lifted up their voice in one accord. And like Smith Wigglesworth said, I do not believe it was a quiet sound. I believe there was a strong sound that came forth out of the church as they lifted their voice together and declared. <laughs> I never heard of a silent shout. No. I never heard of a thinking shout. In fact, you know, before we get started, just everybody, just you say, let's just get a little shout out. How about that? Because let's just shout, hallelujah, magnify the Lord. bleachers to get her I put my arm with hers and she said you know what she said every time I run the devil says you look like an old fool but she said I'll tell you now now listen I listen to people who've been around who are we she should said, say who are still around who are still around she said <laughs> will this generation will never see true revival that's been prophesied until we're obedient Thank you very much, Lord. Hey, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22 says, Now when they began... I wish y'all were like little kids. ...to sing and to praise the Lord... They don't think, man. No, wait a minute. You're waiting for something to happen so that you can sing and praise. No. But he said, when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against their enemies. When they began. 
You say, well, I'm waiting for something to happen, then I will. No, no, when they began, when you're praising, something's moving. Something's moving. Somebody's family, somebody's brother, something's moving. I'm telling you right now, it's moving. Those chains are coming off. Oh, it's moving. It's shaking. Strongholds are breaking while we are praising. You think you got me? You know, we came back from this trip from Paris. And I'm telling you, it was hard. It was a hard trip. But I'll tell you, we did it was a strategic plan right out of heaven to bust loose through the, the Europe things. And we had, we had Mark and Trina Hankins and Rick and Denise Renner and Shekinah Glory. And boy, I'll tell you, it was, I think we were the best. But anyway, and, um, they think they were the best. I think we were the best. And, um, and, the, and the devil said, oh, man, oh, man, you guys don't go there. I said, you just hide and watch. Because we've been there for we've been there for 18 years in France, in Europe, and so I said we're going to Paris, a strategic place where all the 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 uh, Islam activity is happening. Let me, I got news for you; it's going to happen here. But we got to be strong in the spirit. Hallelujah! You understand what I'm saying? Strong in the spirit, because we're not concerned. We're not moved by concerns. We're moved by the word of God. And, and I'm telling you, the prophet said, everyone will be blessed if we believe God. We'll be the blessed ones, even in the midst of darkness. We'll be the ones walking in the light. We'll be the ones with it. So we can do something about it. I'm, that's, I'm, but listen, you know, more glorious year, heaven on earth, you know. Well, it's only June. I got six more months. Oh! Something's moving. Something's moving. Something's moving. I said it's moving down. It's moving down. It's moving in a lot of ways. Some things you you thought about. Some things you're gonna be you're gonna be prepared for that you hadn't really thought about. So don't shrink back and say, "Well, let's just wait." until I feel uh, more prepared but yield to the spirit of God and let that which he has planned work in you or set aside your plan for your plan is many times just a result of your own ways of thinking but his plan has been established before your plan ever came up set aside your plan and instead yield to his plan for there is a greater way and he will cause light to shine on your path where you thought there was no no, no, no way. You said, I can't, no way. I don't even see a way. In your thinking, there's never been a way. But the Spirit of God says, take a hold of my plan. For I have made a way. This is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
there is a coming together in this hour a joining together all of that which God has called together a joining together and there shall be a strengthening oh individual weaknesses will be uh, 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 swallowed up in the strength that comes from that which has been joined together so do not think oh this is this is this one or even other one weakness will keep this from happening for the strength of the whole is greater than the weakness of the one and as you join together in what God has called you to do it will not even hinder one bit it will not stop you hallelujah that's the truth there's a cry in the spirit when we had this meeting in Paris there were people that came together from other denominations and other uh, they weren't word of faith people but the Lord said you, he said there's an anointing on you to bring people together we did it in the south for, for years and that, that work was going on great and they came together priests and Assembly of God and different organizations that wouldn't have normally come together and the room exploded there from France and Switzerland and Ireland and Germany and England and one man that was there works for a, a major um, well I shouldn't say major every major any ministry is major let's just say more visible you know more visible uh, ministry and they said I never even heard of this group how did they get all these people here what is it about what is it about this meeting that was so explosive? Let me tell you what it was. It was me. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what it was. It's the same thing that's I still need to work on that area. <laughs> pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. <laughs> it's the same thing that's in this church. I told, uh, oh, I told you right before the service, I forgot your name, I don't know, Kurt. I'm just telling you, the ram is in the thicket. The ram is in the provision of the Lord is in this place. The ram is in the thicket. We got over to France. You can sit down. And we were at, we were, you know, kind of talking about some different things. And I told Cindy, I said, as we were getting ready to go to France, I said, I feel like the ram is in the thicket. I said, well, I feel like the ram is in the thicket. That, that's the only words I can describe. We're sitting there having lunch with, uh, with Rick Brenner and Mark Hankins. And Rick says, y'all, does this sound funny to say the ram is in the thicket? <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, does that sound funny? Honey, that sounds right. And Mark Hankin said something about, yeah, the Lord's been talking to me about it. I'm saying, this is the place where the ram is in the thicket. This is the place. And I'm just telling you, church, the ram is in the thicket. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean, when God's plan becomes your plan, then, honey, ain't nothing going to stop it now. Ain't nothing going to stop it now. No. Provision is here. You know, Abraham's going up the mountain and he says, Isaac says, well, where is, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Some of y'all just need to say that. When they ask you, what about this? What about that? You say, the Lord will provide. It will, and he walked up and the Bible said, I love how it says Abraham was so intent 
on what God had called him to do. He was, I mean, so intent, just so, so focused on what God had called him to do that literally the word in the Hebrew, literally, it's, it's like the angel of the Lord tapped his shoulder and said, hey, hey, look over there. Look over there. And when he did, he saw the ram caught in the thicket. He wasn't looking for the ram. He was looking for the plan. And as he kept his eyes on the plan, he saw the ram. Telling you the ram is in the thicket. You, if you don't understand what that means, hang around till you do. Do yourself a favor don't and leave. hang around until you do. Don't leave. We're not here next week. The ram is in the thicket. No, but the provision of God is here. Say, what does that mean? You got to go to the place that God has designed and planned. And when you go to that place, it's right there. And there's a difference because when we, we've gone to France for many years, but this year when we went, this was the first year that we had, I know what she was going to say, but I want to say something. This was the first year that Shekinah Glory Ministries had sponsored the whole uh, conference. And there was some, our pastor told us, he said, I believe that you're actually beginning the very thing God always wanted you to do. Not that he didn't want you to do the other, but you had to do that to get here. And we got to the place that God has been, it's, it's, it's the plan of God. It's not our plan. It's his plan. And we got to that place. And I'm telling you right now. 60 Americans came. Listen. Came with us from different churches throughout the the United States and helped. And actually some came from Ireland. Some came from England. Different places. But let me tell you something. We got to that place. Now I'm telling you church. I don't know what it looks like. I don't really care what it looks like. I could tell you stories about before we went to France that would, you know, curl your hair or whatever you need to. I mean, it would make you. Straighten it. Let me just tell you. But I'm telling you, we are in the same place with this church. I, I don't feel like I'm trying to make something happen. I'm just coming to the place where God, it's, all, it's already happening. And we're just getting into position. Do you understand? Getting into position. You have to lay aside your fears. Lay aside. Because I'm telling you, courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting in faith. This is a day. This is a great day. Oh, glorious day. I'm surprised at myself. I look out and I think, boy, God, you know, it's kind of like you read some stories in the Bible and you think, God, you probably should have picked someone else, you know? I mean, you read about some guys, Abraham included, and you think Moses, you know, goes out for 40 years. You think, God, you know, you'd have just picked someone else. Maybe your timetable would have been a little bit more accurate. But God didn't get concerned with their weakness. He wasn't concerned with their weakness. Listen, you want to know why? Because the strength of the plan of God is greater than the weaknesses of the people who are a part of it. Yes. I'm talking about the plan of God. Do you understand? I'm not talking about just kind of figuring out, you know, what I like to do and then just do it in God. You get involved. That's not it at all. It's getting to the like it. It's getting to the place where God's plan becomes your plan. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. Some, I mean, I know it feels a little rough for some of y'all, but don't quit. If you won't quit, you will reap. You want to know why? Because it's God's plan. He will provide. You can mark it down, brother. Your calendar, your birthday is set because God will provide. Your days are numbered by his plan. You know what I'm talking about? 
something greater than just a, you know, let's see what happens in here for me. Listen, no, listen, what happens to you is just a result of you being swallowed up with what he's doing. And it's happening to you. Even though you're 13, 17, it's happening to you. 70. Why don't you sit down for just a minute? We're pressing in. I want to read to you a story. Actually, this story opens on the doorstep of a new opportunity, a new day, a decisive time in the lives of the people of God. And really, it wasn't about just one person. It's never about just one person. The plan of God. In fact, you know, there is no place in the Bible where you can find uh, where it talks about a calling of God on an individual. You know, like a calling. It's the calling of God that comes on a man. In other words, or human person, you know what I'm talking about. It's the plan of God that we enter into. And this day and this hour is an entering in onto in, in a new, uh, uh, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. And let me tell you something. If you let the devil cheat you out of your inheritance, if you do, it's not because God has not qualified you. He has qualified you. He has made you able, sufficient for the task. He has enabled you. But I'd like to say it like this. It's time to possess your inheritance. Possess it. Move. Some things are moving. Moving out of the way that the enemy has tried to establish. Moving them out of the way and yet moving in to that which God has always planned for you. Ooh, glory to God. It might be late, but it's not too late. It might be late, but it's not too late. And Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, as I was reading uh, uh, today, uh, I just, I could not. In fact, I'm just going to read you Joshua chapter 1 in the Message Bible. And then we're just going to talk about a few things about it that I think will help to inspire you to possess your inheritance. Everybody say possess. You know, it's one thing for you to have something. It's another thing for you to possess it. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's a, a, there, there, when you possess it, you, you've actually had to do something to, uh, uh, you know, it, you do something more than just say, well, I, I, let me just read the story about it. No, you, act, you are the story. Yeah, you are the story. <laughs> just listen to this in, in Joshua chapter 1. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. I like the message Bible. Listen to this. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. Listen, the people of Israel had been, uh, uh, I guess you could say, dispossessed of the place that God had called them to. They had been uh, slaves. They had been uh, homeless for over Almost, uh, well, 440 years, a little bit more than that. They had been uh, without a home. and, And God tells Joshua, it is time for you to move into the place I have called you to. Well, you know, I... You know, you could say that, uh, but in one sense of the word, it took some real rearranging. Not so much, I don't think Joshua was saying, or God was saying this so much for Joshua. 
Because if you'll remember 40 years earlier, Joshua was ready to go in. He wasn't saying this so much for Joshua. I think he was talking to Joshua so Joshua could talk to the people. You understand? In other words, he was imparting something to Joshua so Joshua could impart it to the people. Joshua was ready 40 years earlier, but he was still ready 40 years later. Now, isn't that good news? You don't have to have tired faith. Joshua wasn't tired after 40 years of waiting for all the people who said it can't be done. They're all gone now, but Joshua is still as fervent in his faith as he was 40 years before tired faith. It says, listen to this though. Listen to this, the message Bible. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. It's all yours, all your life. No one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I I'll be with you. I like the way he says in Joshua 1, 5 right here. I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Listen, these are the reasons why we can do what God has called us to do. Because it's God is the one who's doing it. Amen. He said, I'm not going to leave you. He said, all I need you to do is just move and go and I will be with you. It's funny, you know, God will tell you to do something. He doesn't give you all the details, but he gives you the ones you need. <laughs> you know, he didn't tell them everything about every problem they were going to come across. But he gave them the answer for every problem they were going to come across. I will be with you. So uh, he says, uh, strength, courage, you're going to lead this people to inherit the land, I promise. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation Moses commanded, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get where you're going. So he tells him, you know, I, you know, I don't know, if you start going to the right, you keep going to the right, you just keep going to the right, you just keep, you know, or you go to the left, you just keep going to the left, you just keep going, what? You, you just run yourself in a circle. You just run yourself in a rut. You know exactly where you're going, you've been there before, and you just keep going in the same place, but when you start going straight ahead, ooh, you can make some progress. He said, get out of that rut, get out of that rut, I'm here to tell somebody, get out of that rut. Get out of that rut. You say, but this is just, you know, all I know. This is all I know. Well, I'm here to shake your tree a little bit. Because <laughs> it's time to move. You say, but, you know, I don't feel like moving. It's not really about how you feel. You got to, I'm telling you, the ram's in the thicket. You need to get to the place and get it, go. This is the hour. What are you waiting for? If you're waiting to feel stronger, you're just going to be waiting 10 more years down the road and you're going to feel weaker, not stronger. You want to know how you get stronger? You get stronger by acting in faith. That's why he said, be strong and of good courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's acting in faith. And the way you increase your strength is to act in faith. It will increase if you'll just begin to move in the way God wants you to move. You're waiting to increase before you move. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. you got to move. I could tell you stories. Listen to me. God will move if you will move. Amen. Well, you could say it this way. You'll never understand the move of God until he moves in you. <laughs> 
say, oh, God, I just want to be a part of your move. I just help me. No, but I, I ain't going to shout, and I ain't going to run, and I ain't going to have any fun. I just want to understand, Lord, just give me a theological. Listen, do you know all the acts of God in the book of Joshua? What is it? I'm not going to apologize for being Pentecostal, y'all. You got to use your mic. Too many people are, but I ain't one of them. We can't apologize. Listen. I'm listening. I can't move. Oh, well, it's that way. I planned it that way. Listen. Listen. You're, you can't sit and wait for, you're waiting. Oh, God, I just want to, you know, I just want to see what you want to do and then I'll do it. Listen, you don't see it until you be it. And I'll tell you, it's time. You see, he's not only the author of your faith, but I have a scripture for you. He is the finisher. Amen. He'll finish everything. He'll finish the work. He'll finish that healing dream you have. He'll finish that healing center dream you have. He just doesn't just start a building or start a dream or start something in your heart. He finishes it. Do you understand? He's the finisher. He brings it to full growth. He brings it to perfection. He completes it. He's the finisher. And you listen. The devil, I'm telling you something. He's a liar. You will see it. Some people don't see it. Some people don't. Some people don't. Some leave the earth before they see it and it still continues on and thrives and happens before they've seen it. That has happened. We've seen that. (laughs) But you will not leave this earth. You will see it to full fruition and perfection because he is the finisher. The finisher of your dream the finisher of the plan he put in your heart the finisher of that the finisher of everything that he put there and you said it backed off a little no it hasn't he's the finisher glory to God And I'll tell you something else. You got some great people. I was thinking, man, I wish you guys would come to France with me next year when we do our thing. And we need. Oui, parlez-vous français? Parlez-vous français? Je parle français? Oh, no. Oh, he does. He wants to. That ain't going to cut it unless you do it. Some people don't want to go to hell, but if they don't receive Jesus, hallelujah. It's not what you want to, it's what you do do. Oh, do do. It's what you do. <laughs> oh. Joshua 1 9. Just call says, me Hannah Montana. Do do. Okay. <laughs> oh. Joshua 1 9 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Neither be you, thou dismayed. Now, listen, this is really good because this is actually this is helping you to make the step that takes you over from where you've been to where you're going. Actually, he said, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, neither be thou dismayed. I like this. There's not a whole lot of extra words in there. He just says, be strong. Now listen, the word strong means to fasten upon. Courageous, causatively strengthen. In other words, you've got a reason to be strong. Repair. I love, there's so many of them. Confirm, constrain, continue, encourage yourself. Be established, fasten, force, fortify, harden, lean, maintain, play the man. Become mighty, prevail, recover, repair, seize, strengthen yourself, be stout. Sounds to me like you're going to have to make a choice. Or the, and then the choice will make you. 
You're going to have to make a choice about the matter. And you say, well, how does this, well, how does, how do I make that kind of choice? Just be, keep reading, be strong and of good courage. Actually, I found out something about the word strong. It, it, it when he says be strong and of good courage, the word courage means to be physically alert, mentally uh, courageous, steadfastly minded, establish, strengthen yourself, make strong. He says, be not afraid. The word afraid there literally means to dread. Be not afraid. The word, and actually, I think it has more to do with how you see your enemy than how your enemy sees you. Because he said, don't be afraid. And actually in Numbers, remember verse, uh, chapter 13 of, of verse 33 of Numbers when they were going into the promised land. Remember when they said, we can't, man, we can't go in there. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so were we in their sight. In other words, it wasn't how they saw their enemy. It's how they thought their enemy saw them. Do you get it? It wasn't how they saw their, it was how, it wasn't how they saw their enemy. It's how their enemy, how they thought their enemy saw them. You know, so we get the idea that uh, all of the, the, the fears and all of the, 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 you know, if we try to do the will of God, then we got all this stuff to deal with and all this, you know, just fears of failure more than anything and fears of not being able to complete. And he said, just get rid of that stuff. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Because if you don't get rid of it, it will determine the, the choice that you make for your future. Just get rid of it. Because listen, he said, don't have, don't be afraid. It's not about what, uh, literally you, what you need to do. Like just continue reading and you'll understand. Don't be afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. The word dismayed has more to do with what you do than it does your enemy. So you're reacting to what you think your enemy thinks about you. So the word dismayed literally means to break down. So in other words, you just have a self-made breakdown. You don't need the devil to mess with you. You're messing with yourself. And when you break down, God says you're on the verge of a breakthrough. And you say, well, how can I keep from breaking down and being discouraged over, you know, it's not just past failures. I, I found out something. The reason people lose hope is because they, they feel about their future the way they have felt about their past. And so their future begins to be shaped by what they, they, they have experienced in their past. And God said, shake it up a little bit. Because things are not, I do not determine your future by your past. Your future is not determined by your past. It's determined by my past. And I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lots of things mess with your head. But your redemption is eternal. It never changes. Your redemption is eternal. You talk about being consistent. You say, I just don't know how to be consistent. I'm just telling you, honey, redemption is forever real. The blood that took away your sin, the power of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it'll make you smile on a cloudy day. And he said, don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. And you say, how can I keep from being afraid and not be dismayed? How can I have courage? I'm so glad you asked. He just gave you the, he gives you the answer. For the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. 
Woo! What the message Bible says, don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Hallelujah. In other words, this is not about you. This is about God. And if God told you to go, then He's going too. And if He's going, it doesn't matter what the enemy has planned. Doesn't matter what they've done in the past. If God's going, you can mark it down. You're going too. You're going over. You're not going to break down. You're going to break through. But you got to be able to stand against those things and stand in the strength of God and move. And you say, I, I don't even know how to move in faith. Listen, God wasn't just speaking to Joshua. He was speaking through Joshua to the people. It was time for the people to take the same word that Moses or Joshua took years before and make it their word and move. Somebody had to lead them. But let me tell you, every person has to become the old, their own leader in life. You understand what? I'm saying every person has to decide who they're going to believe and Joshua said this is a day of decision we are moving in and when you when you take out the options it makes it a whole lot easier you know it's amazing to me how that people in our world spend invest so much time in things that are temporary and so little time in things that are eternal so much time In things that are temporary. So little time in things that are eternal. God is looking for people who will make an investment in the eternal plan of heaven. That's the kind of atmosphere that this church is filled with. It's not just about something happening today. It's about uh, God working in, in your life for his plan. So he says, uh, so we see in Joshua chapter 1 that you must uh, be strong and of good courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is acting in faith. And the strength of God's plan is greater than the weaknesses of God's man. God told Joshua, he didn't even talk to him about his problems. He just said, take a hold of my plan. He didn't even, do you think Joshua had problems? I guarantee you he did. I'm not saying that he covered them up. If you read, you go on, you'll find out. He didn't cover them up. But the issue when it comes to faith, it's not about your weaknesses. It's about taking a hold of the plan of God. That's why you, that's why you're messing. That's why you you feel like you, you spend, you know what the devil wants to do? He wants to take all your energy and all your time, which by the way, you don't have forever. You only have a space of grace. You are running out of time and he would like to take all your time. Just having you absorbed with your weaknesses. And just swallowed up and just continually trying to somehow just survive another day. When God says, I don't want you just to survive. I want you to move in to the place I have called you to. It's moving day. It's time to step on over the borders, brothers and sisters. And you say, but what about my weaknesses? I love this. This is so good. The second chapter of Joshua, they start to, they send out two spies. They go into the promised land. And the first person they meet is a lady named Rahab. The first person they meet is a woman uh, uh, named Rahab. I like to say it like this. If faith in God today changes tomorrow and removes the barriers of yesterday. Faith in God today will change your tomorrow 
and it will remove the barriers of yesterday. Here's Rahab. She meets, she receives the two spies that come to spy out the land. As she receives the two spies, she receives the plan of God. She literally, she's not a Jew. Are you kidding me? She lives in the land of Canaan where, I mean, you know, that just, just swallowed up with sin. And, 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 you know, just you talk about pedophilia and you talk about, you know, people, you know, killing their children and doing all kinds of terrible satanic things. Canaan, the land of Canaan was full of perverse, terrible life. But someone in the land of Canaan named Rahab chose to believe in the plan of God. You think this was her idea? It wasn't her idea. In fact, I love how it says it in Hebrews 11. It says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. Literally, the word doesn't say they could not believe. It says they did not believe. And that word says they did not allow themselves to be persuaded. They refused or they did not comply with. They refused to believe. In other words, they made a choice. And the choice made them. Rahab made a choice. She chose to believe God. And when she chose to believe God, she acted in faith. Her act of hiding the two spies was an act of faith. That's what James chapter 2 says. That's what Hebrews 11 says. We get the idea of how faith without works is dead from two people in James chapter 2. Abraham and Rahab. Hot dog. Isn't that good news? Rahab. Right on the, listen, this was not her day of deliverance. It was their day of deliverance. Oh, really was it? No, it really wasn't just their day. It was God's day. And anybody who chose to believe in the plan of God got in on the delivering plan of God. And Rahab, on the wrong side of the tracks, you could say. Same thing today. Listen, Rahab, Rahab, literally you could say this. Listen, Rahab's house was on the city wall. How many of you remember what Joshua, God told Joshua? He said, you see that wall? That's that wall going around that city? You see that wall going around Jericho? You go and you march around that wall. You march around it for six days. And on the seventh day, you shout, and that wall is going to fall down. Rahab lived on that wall. Wow. Now, you know, that kind of sounds like, you know, uh, one plus one equals five. I mean, you know. The wall's going to fall down. Rahab lives on the wall. What do you think that she'd heard about that? I don't know if she'd heard about that or not, but I found out something that when you have faith today, it changes your tomorrow and it removes the barriers of yesterday. And Rahab, right in the place of certain destruction, said, right in that place, she said, this is my day of deliverance. Listen, church, this is the day the Lord has made. This is a day of deliverance. You think it's all about you? It isn't about you at all. It's about you embracing the plan of God. It's not about you. Get your eyes off of your weakness. Rahab laid aside all of her fears, laid aside all of her weaknesses, and she retained faith. And when she got a hold of faith, she got a hold of courage, and she got a hold of strength. And the plan of God changed her future. Glory to God. You say, well, I think it's all about God getting his people in the land. Obviously, it's not just about them. 
It's about the plan of God. Rahab, the wonderful stories about Rahab. But listen to me, because I'm telling you, you've got all your reasons why. It can't really be that great. It can't really be that, that, that different. Things can't really get that significantly different. Listen to me. Everything is about to change, not just a little bit, but a whole lot. I'm telling you right now, the wall is, is going to fall and those who believe God will receive. I don't care what's been happening. You will see the delivering power of God on your life, on your family, on your provision, on your seed. It's not just about you. It's about you believing in the plan of God. Glory to God. Faith is acting on God's word. Rahab acted on God's word. You could say, you know, like somebody said when we were just overseas and Mark was, Hankins was telling this story about this guy who wrote a book and he wrote a book and it has actually, it had, he said uh, it was a, a book that had no verbs in it. And he's, I don't know where he heard this story somewhere and the book had no verbs in it. And they said, ask him how it was selling. Anyway, and they said, they said, how's your book selling? He, he said, well, not too good. <laughs> Doesn't really have anything happening in it. <laughs> no action. That was it. He said, why? Why is it not? He said, no action. Faith is an act. Faith is a verb. Faith is an act. I'm telling you right now, there is something moving in this place. When you're moving here, when you're praising here, it's moving over there. It's moving. I'm telling you, listen, I've been, this is, we're getting ready to start our 29th year together. And I'm telling you, there are things moving today that have never moved before, but they're moving. You say, why are they moving? Cause you showed up. No, it's not cause you showed up. It's because the plan of God is greater than your weaknesses. And you took a hold of the plan of God. And now he's taking a hold of you. Hallelujah. Telling you it'll make a whale slap a, ta- a tadpole, slap a whale. It will. I mean, it'll make you rise up in your weakest condition and walk forward with eyes that see the plan of God. And you won't stop. You won't stop. Oh, listen to me. I got one more thing to tell you about this, possessing your inheritance, and then we'll just, we'll just kind of see where we go from there. In Joshua chapter 3, this is a word for you, church. In Joshua chapter 3, he says in, in verse uh, 3, uh, verse 4, it's time. They're getting ready to cross over. They're getting ready to go uh, 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 across the, the, the Jordan River. And as they're getting ready to cross the Jordan River, it is a remembrance of when they crossed the Red Sea when they came out of Egypt. Remember when they crossed the Red Sea? And after they crossed the Red Sea, uh, they looked back and they saw all the chariots. Actually, I love what it says. It says God took the wheels off the chariots so they couldn't move once they got in the middle of the sea. You know why I like that? Because God is involved in God's plan. God ends up, you think you got to make it happen? Honey, those chariots start coming across and God's out right out of heaven. He just takes and loosens all the wheels of their chariots. So they can't move. I love it. God's hand is in God's plan. And they look back and they saw all of their enemies. And the Bible says they will they look, take a tur- turn around and take a look. Because you will never see them again. Ooh, does that sound like age abiding redemption to you or what? 
See, there are some things in your life you can nail down. I'm not saying you can nail everything down, but you can nail down the things that will keep you moving in the plan of God. And they actually, now they're here at the Jordan River. And it's just a remembrance of that same place that they came across in the Red Sea with Moses. But now it's a new generation. It's a new day. None of them have ever, they've heard the story, but none of them have ever had the experience of walking across a place by the miracle power of God. Walking where it once was totally swallowed up. Now there is a place made for them because they have entered into God's plan. They've never experienced this before but God said it's not just for those to tell you the story it's for you to enter in and he tells Joshua to tell the priest to get out front because he tells them in verse uh, 4 of Joshua 3 he said you got to have a little space between them uh, because don't come near it you may not know the way by which you must go for you have not passed this way before the message Bible said you've never been on this road before some of y'all going to get in on some Holy Ghost glory moving out of the way stuff you've never been on before. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, you're going to see it. You're not just going to see it, honey. You are it. The plan of God is not something separate from you. It is you. Woo, glory to God. And just like the Red Sea, and I'm telling you right now, crossing over day is on this church. It's on this place. The ram is in the thicket. All you got to do is just proceed along the lines of obedience to the command of God. And you will see, for that plan is out of heaven. And it's born in eternity. It shall come to pass. And in Joshua chapter 3, they're starting to cross. And as they start cross he tells him exactly he says I just want to let you know you say I don't want to do something I ain't never done before listen if you're going to do the will of God you're going to have to get over not liking change I can guarantee you the only thing that won't change is God's plan everything else everything will change listen don't let that stop you God's moving in some people in this place like major. I mean like, I mean we're talking about extreme makeover. Extreme makeover. I mean everything from your top of your head to your soles of your feet. You say, how can that happen? I'll tell you exactly how it happens. It happens in obedience to the plan of God. And as they get on the edge of the Jordan River. I love what happens here. They get on the edge of the Jordan River. And it says, as they get on the edge of the Jordan River, verse 5, all the people... Oh, sorry, I'm on the wrong chapter. My Bible messed... Uh, here we go. It says, uh, uh, verse 13... It shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. Then the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. They that come from upstream and they shall stand up as a heap as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests reach. He says as soon as the priests, the soles of their feet reach the waters, then the waters shall stop. In other words, he said, stop. Somebody, you who have been called, we are called priests and kings unto God. We are the ones who have the position of moving out in the plan of God. He said, as soon as you stick your foot in the water, there will be a way. I know this will scare some, some of y'all. But you don't have to be afraid. 
Be strong and of good courage and stick your foot in the water. You say, why should I stick my foot in the water? Because God said, if you'll stick your foot in the water, the waters will make a way for you. They won't keep you out of the way. They will make a way. There will be a way made right through the middle of the water. You're looking for a way to go around it. That's going to take your whole life. You don't have that much time. Some of us are so concerned with running out of money. Listen, I got news for you. There's something more valuable than your money, and it's your time. And you may not run out of money, but I can guarantee you, you can mark it down. You will run out of time. And if you try to find a way around the river, you're going to run out of time. You better act in faith because the power of God is on you. And we're just going to stick our toe in the water. And as they stuck their toe in the water, the priest took the altar and got right in the middle. Got right in the middle of the river. Got right in the middle of it. In other words, it's, you know, believe God or... (laughs) If it ain't God, then we ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? Got right in the middle and every person... Every person crossed over. Every person. Every person had a testimony of the power of God making a way for them to enter in to what God had called them to do. Every single person. And out of the middle of that river, they took 12 rocks and they built a monument. And as they built this monument, they said, we need to remember what God can do when he has people who believe in his plan. And they built this monument and they built it in the place. I love this. It says they built this in the place as a memorial for all of the children of Israel to see. And as they built this memorial here, hang on a second here, I want to read you this. He says, uh, I want to read you this one. Where did I put that? Oh, praise the Lord. Hang on a second. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. He said, as they built this memorial and as they walked through this place, they said, the hand of the Lord is mighty and you don't have to fear the people because the hand of the Lord is mighty. And then in Joshua chapter five, verse nine, look at this. Then the Lord said to Joshua, as they got over onto the other side, they, they had the manna ceased. They were all circumcised. They had the the sign of the covenant. And as they said this, he said to them in verse 9, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. This day I have rolled away the reproach. In other words, the last evidence that they were ever bound was removed. The last evidence that they were ever bound. You're saying, I don't know how to deal with this problem. I don't know how to deal with this habit. I'm telling you right now, the plan of God is greater. The strength of the plan of God is greater than your weakness. And if you will enter into the plan of God and quit absorbing all your strength and all your time trying to deal with your reproach and your past and your shame, I'm telling you, the very same thing that will make a way for you is the very same thing that will make you what God has called you to be he rolled the reproach away in the way and the name of that place I love that the name of that place is called Gilgal you know what that name is you know why they called it Gilgal rolled away the reproach the word Gilgal literally means a wheel and it it means a, 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 a whirlwind by analogy 
In other words, it's like, uh, he- you know, how dust is whirled up. It's heaven. It's a rolling thing. It's a wheel. In other words, he said, there is just a, uh, he said, rolled away. There's just a, you know what a whirlwind is? We're not talking about something where everything stays in place. We're talking about where something moves in. He said, we call this place Gilgal because just like that, every evidence that you could not enter in and that you could not be a people of God, every evidence of it has been removed. And now you're not living off of the manna. You are grounded in the very place God has called you to. You are living in the place God has called you to. That's what's happening. Remember what happened in Acts chapter 2? There was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole place. And that same power, that roll, that whirlwind, that wind of the Spirit moved in. And in the very place where Peter had stood up a few days before and denied the Lord three times, on this day he stood up and preached a sermon and 3,000 people were saved. The Pentecostal analogy is that God can do a thousand times more with your life after his power has come upon you than he can with what has the devil has tried to stop you with in the very place where he tried to stop you with your weakness God moves in and all evidence of your weakness is removed and by the whirlwind of his power in a in a one day God gave him a testimony a thousand times greater than his weakness Woo! I feel, I feel there's a, there's a change in the air. There's a movement in the air. Somebody's stripping off the, 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 the hardness and the, the, the apathy and the, 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 you know, the, the, the tradition and saying, I'm, get, get me, I am moving across this place. Do you have that in your heart? That's the power of God giving you, giving you a new testimony. Woo, lifting you up. Woo, glory to God. This is the day of Pentecost I'm talking about. It didn't just happen, honey. It's happening. That power of bringing you into a new place. The power of God. Oh, I think we just need to lift our hands for a moment. And let glorify. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Cindy Duvall and Lois Toucher. For more information about Shekinah Glory Ministries, log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. Be sure to sign up to receive our very popular podcasts, and you can also subscribe to our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. The website also offers our daily devotional, testimonies, and updates from the road, as well as our ministry itinerary, so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. Thank you, and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do what we do without your help. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you, and God bless you.